I am Rob Vanstone. Welcome to what I believe to be the 20th Leader Post Rider Rumble podcast. I think we've hit a milestone today. Is that glass? What's that anniversary? Uh, pewter, tin. Mm-hmm. We're at something. Cardboard? <laughs> Cardboard, yeah. <laughs> that was the Leader Post Philharmonic Orchestra playing our theme song. We flew them in from, from Portugal just to play that for us today. It was very kind of them. It's also very kind uh, of Carmelo Carteri. Um, um, I could fill up the next 25 minutes just by talking about mm-hmm. his... Uh, his business portfolio, his credentials, all-star, uh, a three-time descriptor of Rough Rider Grey Cup victories. Mm, there you go. Um, businessman, humanitarian, legend, Carm, thank for, you so much for hey, being with us today. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I, I was waiting for the running of the bulls. That sound just got me fired up. I'm thinking, <laughs> holy smokes, in this uh, little area here, you guys have fired it up. Yeah. Good well, music. There'll be plenty of bull for the next uh, <laughs> 20 plus minutes, I assure you. Right. Uh, thank Most of it generated by our uh, fine, uh, albeit uh, recently disparaged football reporter, reporter, Murray McCormick. Thanks for being with us, Murray. I think I learned from you, Rob, if one thing, if you can't inform, entertain. So that's what I'm going by today. Oh, I'm over two. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> hopefully you can up our percentage. Um, just a few things to talk about as I think befits the time of year. It's uh, we're closing in on the end of September, and the Rough Riders are a lock for a playoff berth, which yeah, yeah. which is uh, always fodder for discussion this time of year. They, now the discussion is not so much will they get there, but how far will they go? Which uh, uh, certainly a departure from 2015, 2016. Um, I'll just throw it out there. What? Uh, well, not even Clark- that. I think the big thing, Rob, is whether they're going to host a playoff game yeah, before yeah. that. I think that's the big thing for everybody here in Saskatchewan. Pretty fired up about this football team, whether you like the coach or not, or like the team or not. Uh, people are excited about this football team because they are playing exciting football. And the fact with the new stadium, uh, yeah. I think everybody's excited to, to at least see the first playoff game, which if you, you would have asked any of us three years ago, that the Riders would be hosting a playoff game, uh, we probably would have uh, taken bets against it. So uh, yeah. kudos to the Riders right now for the position they're in. Now they still got to finish, got a you know an easy game this weekend going to Montreal. But I think all in all, they've got things in their hands, and that's all any football team wants is to be able to control their destiny uh, by themselves. And, and this this is a team that I think can handle it right now. August second, when the Riders lost twenty six nineteen at Edmonton. Uh, one local columnist who shall remain anonymous <laughs> said, well, uh, the Riders dropped three and four by losing that game. I said, well, so much for a home playoff game. So that's the kind of wisdom that I'm going to impart today. Murph, save the program. Well, I think, I mean, I think about, you talk about a home playoff, that's the only thing that's been missing from Mosaic Stadium. We've had concerts, we've yeah. had big games, we've opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies for events, but we haven't had a home playoff game. And I think we need to christen Mosaic Stadium with that kind of big atmosphere that'll be for a home playoff game. And the fact they're in this position where we're still talking about we're talking about the offense struggling still a little bit is kind of amazing. They kind of uh, pulled out a game in Toronto where it should have gone the other way. Unfortunately for Toronto, it went Brett Lowther's way with a 56-yarder. You ever stood at the 56-yard line and looked down at the goalposts, how far away they are? It's a mm. long, long way, and they're narrow, and it's just a... It looks to like have a tuning to, fork from to, there. To have a guy <laughs> who can do that is just amazing. I, yeah. I just kind of looked on, wow, I can't. I don't know how they do that. That's half the field, really. You know, and you kind of think about that when you try to put it in perspective, and it's just with all the, everything on the game, and then... Well, I remember in, in 07, I had an opportunity to stand on the field at, at uh, Rogers Centre, and I thought, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to figure out exactly where it was that Dave Ridgway kicked that field goal. So with, with Dr. Bill Elliott at my side, 
I went and stood on the left hash mark at the 35 yeah. and uh, Bill took my picture. And I looked at the goalposts. And you think 35-yard field goal, especially yeah. for Ridgeway, that's nothing. But I looked at that. I thought, could you imagine looking at those goalposts from 35 yards away mm-hmm. thinking, I got to hit that. And again, it, it looked a lot to, oops, sorry. Yeah. It looked a lot slimmer. Uh, so did I back then. <laughs> so I can't imagine I what it's so. like from 56. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get back to that Toronto game, we're into the win, the Argo kicker. Uh, mm. How much of a win was there? Was it a factor? I think it was a factor. Mm. I think it was more win than you thought. It was more, win, more factor than the fans in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, well, yeah, but it was a pretty good win blowing in. Uh, if you look at it, too, that was a really smart decision by Chris Jones because he, he deferred to begin the mm-hmm. game after winning the coin toss. And then to start the third quarter, he gave Toronto the ball so he could have the wind in the fourth. So not only did the Riders have the wind at their back for Lowther's field goal, yeah. Toronto was kicking against it. It was doubly beneficial yeah. as a result of the decisions made on two occasions uh, following the coin toss. Yeah, that, that was a good decision, and especially out east because it, the wind tends to die down later in the yeah. day too. Yeah. So that was a good call by, by Chris Jones for sure. Yep. And how about when you talk about the Riders kicker? Is this guy their MVP of the year? I mean, there's been. I mean, I know it's early, but he's uh, it's never too early for for a kid who's <laughs> like this whole football team, an unknown who's just yep. stepped up. And there's been a Murray. You talked about this offense not getting on track, and there are a lot of veterans there, but there's not a lot of consistency in guys playing together per yep. se. The old line's starting to gel yep. a little more now, and you're seeing that. But other than Roosevelt, there's been a lot of in and outs. And, and and then the big question a lot of people ask her, why isn't Thigpen playing more than he than yeah. he actually is? Well, I kind of like what they're doing. They're keeping him fresh and, and spotting him a little bit. And, and who knows, as you said, Rob, this is the time of year where now the football teams start to gel. You start to know who your key players are and, and, and who can make those big plays. And I think this is uh, this is the final push for all the teams, but yeah. in, for the Riders in particular, I mean, they've got things going. And they're going into Montreal – uh, where everybody expects the riders to win. Yeah. Unfortunately, those are usually the games where you really get surprised. But um, like I said earlier, the riders are looking good right now going into that playoff push. Plus, remember, they lost to the Argos. I know. Montreal, I know. And they were they, worse. They were worse. They were, they were a worse team. Montreal was at that time. Yeah, they didn't have a quarterback. They didn't yeah. have, their defense was kind of struggling. And the riders lost that game. You went, holy smokes. That was, I think a columnist ripped them for that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I took yeah. some. Uh, yeah. Was somebody's. that Brendan Tamman or which columnist yeah, are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> he's had some good <laughs> rips lately. good one. Yeah, he's yeah, had some good rips lately on a particular person. I don't know who, but it's been fun to watch. Yeah, it's all Fun to read. If he doesn't include the the cut cut downs in his column i make sure i insert them like <laughs> yeah. i'm into self-loathing yeah. and and many people uh, yeah. feel similarly about me yeah. um, do you think do you think a montreal incident can happen again in montreal no. Rob? what are your no. thoughts on manzel though guys i mean uh you know it's something i've sat back and i thought even in college that this kid is a cfl quarterback and i know he hasn't had the big game yet i know he's got the pedigree to have a big game uh, can he do it against the riders this weekend He's coming off a loss where I think he felt he should have played better. Um, and they, he didn't play bad. He threw a couple bad picks late in the game. But I think he's a guy that, that knows how to move on and get better. And that's the, the big concern that I have going into Sunday. Him and Nichols' numbers are almost identical from that game, too. They completed about 18 passes. Each had about 270 yards in passing. 
I think the big difference for Johnny Menzel is going to be if Montreal's offensive line can stop the Riders. Yeah. If the offensive line doesn't stop, it doesn't matter who's behind quarterback. He doesn't have a chance. And he hasn't seen Chris Jones before. And he hasn't. Chris, so and I think he's really going to be in for... And he hasn't seen Charleston Hughes and Willie Jefferson and mm-hmm. Chad Jeter and Zach Evans and Mike, the Mike, Mike and Kyle Brooks. And and the yeah. linebackers. I mean, this they're is, flying around. Like, Winnipeg's defense yeah. is... a. Okay, this is a whole other level of defense, I think, for Johnny Miller. And fresh meat but, for Chris Jones as a quarterback who's never seen him before. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you just you just can't deal with that. You can't process what it's like to deal with that until you face it for the first time. And then you pile on the fact they have a not a very good offensive line that can't protect them and then marginal yeah. personnel overall. Yeah. Like this yeah. is you're, yeah. this is like feeding paper into a shredder. Or it should oh, be. Yeah. Okay, you, I think you said this about them when we played. They played them last they time. They played here. Too. And that's I think what you mean. said guaranteed well, it's win. Their, it's, their, it's not my fault. I was wrong. It's their fault. I was wrong. They should have won the game. <laughs> oh, well, for sure. I don't yeah. accept any responsibility that's for true. that. Yeah, that was. Uh, I still can't get over how they lost that well, one. Well, you know, <laughs> David Watford pass hits goalpost. It was one yeah. of those days. But you look at you look at Johnny Manziel. I'm not sure the question is can he play. I think the question is can he play or can anybody play in Montreal. Like if yeah. you if, if mm-hmm. you were to put Johnny Manziel on Edmonton or Calgary, I I think there'd still be a learning yeah. curve. Yeah. But put him in Montreal, it's like, okay, you're you're uh, you've just got no accompaniment. It's like Frank Sinatra singing with a bunch of guys playing kazoo's. Like, how do you make yeah. that work? Well, Johnny Manziel is the type of player I think, in, in watching him and reading him, he cherishes that. He likes that aspect of it. He thinks he can overcome it, and he thinks he can make people better around him. And I think that's. That's the thing I'm waiting to see because uh, he's got the talent, you know, to run around to scramble. But as a defense, as you mentioned, Murray, when you know that, you got to play him that way too. You yeah. got to make sure you're, you stay wide, keep your two guys inside when in case he tries to run. But Menzel's a he's a hell of an athlete, and I think the scary thing is he's coming off this loss. The pressure's on him. He kind of beaked at at the organization. Yeah a couple weeks back and that didn't go that well from people I talked to in Montreal within that locker room because um, Pitkin is that the, the other Pitkin, quarter? Yeah. Pitkin? Yeah. yeah he was he had that team it was his team yeah. and I mean and as a player Johnny Manziel should have just sat back and waited for his opportunity but he was beacon that hey they brought me here to play I want to play so he's looking at it as a major challenge and, and that's why I'm excited to watch this game Sunday just to see how that team reacts he will be at home. Is that going to be a difference? Got to remember in Winnipeg, playing in that stadium, yeah. it was loud. Pressure was on Nichols more than Manziel. I mean, Winnipeg came out and, and uh, Montreal, I thought, fought pretty well for three quarters of that game. And uh, unfortunately, in the end, uh, for Ryder fans, Manziel couldn't pull it off. I think his outburst was sort of a sign of immaturity. Here's the right. Immaturity's a good thing. The Alouettes. <laughs> or cockiness. Or, 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 but the Alouettes had won two games in a row. Things yeah, are starting yeah, to look I good. Agree, I agree. And you're agree. thinking of your leader. Regardless of who you are, yeah. you come out and you support the team. You don't come out and say, I should be starting, yeah. I should be doing this. And I thought, because... I I got to meet him for 20 minutes during the Hamilton game, and I did a one-on-one interview, and I came away very impressed by him. I was impressed by his maturity and his way he dealt with a difficult situation with with a Hamilton quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then I'm reading those comments, going, "Oh boy, yeah, that's there's not something. Good. This is this is a, maybe there's a reason why he's had this sort of stuff." Yeah. And I'm going because he has no sense of timing. Like you know, mm-hmm. as just as you said, you win two games, or you come back, you're supporting the team. Yeah. Anything Pipkin can do, I can do with him, and I'll watch him and do that. So you don't say, "I demand to play. I want to play," and then. Montreal plays him, and arguably, let me look back. If he stays around, they, they think they had to do. But I just found that to be a sign of a lack of leadership, and maybe a sign of 
maybe Johnny Mazzell's got a Well, he's got a big head. There's no question. He went in there thinking he is the savior because, you know, they brought him into Montreal and they gave him the keys and said, hey, this is your team. You're the guy. And then all of a sudden he gets hurt on a a big play where he looked pretty good. He got nailed on the goal line and was concussed. And then, but you're right when that that second string guy who now is the first stringer comes in and does well, you got to just sit back and and hope you get another opportunity. And in the CFL, you usually do. Um, he was just, he shouldn't have been that vocal about it. But he also made a big play on that pick when he went on the sidelines. Oh, yeah, made the hit, yeah, yeah. That's gutsy. That shows a quarterback, you know, like uh, that that sort of, uh, that drive that he made a mistake and he wanted to atone for it. That's the kind of stuff Mike Riley would do. So having said that, he did do that good thing too, that that good thing. And I said, he wasn't as bad as I thought he'd be against Winnipeg when you kind of watch a little bit of again and you see what he's doing. So, Well, you'll know what kind of pro he is on how they come out this Sunday because now he's got a whole week to work with his yeah. first team offense and he's again a, a state he's at home I think that's going to be big for him but he's facing a, a pretty good rough rider football team coming off Karim, of him you're a defensive player yeah what's going on with the rider defense man has something you know, changed you know has it changed no I think the continuity in that that front seven's awesome when they're on they're on uh, you know in the secondary I, I don't understand the changes that this team makes at, at times when I don't think guys are hurt, you know, and I think that's pertaining more to practice on who Chris Jones sees working hard at corner or halfback. Yeah. But I think he's got his key pieces in that secondary. So now he can just have fun up front with all his puppets because mm-hmm. that's what they are to him. There's seven, eight guys that he just plays with however he wants to make them dance. And, and right now they've been – They've been with him for a year and a half, yeah. most of this defense. So I think indirectly they are, okay, they're excited when they go to practice because it's like, is it going to be my turn to blitz? I can't wait to go. They all can make plays. And I think this is what's evolved around this defense. It's taken a while because you got to trust that other guy. When you're when you're blitzing, you got to make sure that other linebacker's got the back coming out of the backfield or vice mm-hmm. versa with the defensive ends because they'll drop Charleston Hughes, who's leading the league in sacks, but you'll see him out in the flats with a running back once in a while. Until you get that continuity on defense, and he's got that now, and that's why I think they're taking it to another level. And Rob, as you mentioned, Manziel's got to face a Chris Jones defense now. That's where it's going to. He gets to sit back. Chris Jones does now in his office and just brew his little. Okay, what well, am I going to do? Salivating. Oh yeah, and the other thing, guys, is this whole as an offense. What they'll do is they'll go okay, and I'm just going to say this out like the right guards hurting. So this is where we need to blitz. You know, they're going to be game planning for that Montreal. And I'm not saying their right guard sucks. I'm just saying. As an that's example, yeah, that's they, what you'll do. They're, you know, he's very good at that. That's what's impressed me is when they come out with different packages and I'm going, wow. But that secondary is intact and, and they played really well. He's got solid athletes that are, they're lean up front, mm-hmm. but that secondary just, they're talented. They'll hit you. Great man-to-man coverage. And they all know where they belong. And, and, and Iguavin oh, and Moncrief, they're love, just, yeah, yeah. They're just even Sam such, Hurl. I know people forget yeah. about Sam Hurl's yeah. doing okay in the middle and people had wonders. I'm, Lucha's Parafoy has yeah. just been, what an acquisition. Yeah. What, you know, I don't know what he does in the locker room or what leads to him being, teams releasing him and not wanting him back, but boy, has he played well. He has. He's has been a, physical and, and he's he's made plays. And he's the blitzing guy who can come yeah. from anywhere. And he was a guy who, you're right, the question mark was, okay, why is everybody cutting this guy middle of the season? And then, you know, yeah. see a badass in the, in the locker room or whatever. But, you know, the Riders, that whole team's about a whole bunch of badasses. You know, they're uh, they're playing 
that way, that renegade type of football. And, and I, I think they love it within that locker room. They don't care what happens outside of it. It's it's about them in there. And when you get that formula going for you guys, uh, that's that's a, a dangerous thing for opposition teams. And this Speaking is when it's supposed to peak. I mean, it's year yeah. three of the Chris Jones regime. That's right. It's go time for yeah. this yeah. team, especially yeah. this at this juncture of the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what they've been building toward. But, Let's but, see it. But Rob... Week three or four, when they lost a couple, all of a sudden you felt like he's lost the team already. Yeah. You know, and that's what I talked about that continuity, that uh, that trust within the team, and and it it takes a while to get it, and, and it's it's up to the coaches to try and find that. And I think the riders are lucky that they got it because there is you know there you know you listen to people in here. There's people ready to to hang this organization earlier in the year, but you know they're coming together now and. and um, that's all you can ask. How could those people have been so negative? <laughs> Speaking of negative, uh, I have to notice that Deron Carter was playing for Toronto on the weekend. God, you know, That's, I felt bad for him. I really not did. even targeted. Him. Yeah, why? What is Mark Tressman trying to prove? Yeah, that as a fan, it disappointed me. Not, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, Deron's been here, la da da da. But I wanted to see, especially when S.J. Green went down, yeah. and all of a sudden you got their number one receivers in the locker room, and Deron's on the sidelines, and you know he. He wanted to be saying something, but he was just sitting there uh, being coy there. But I, I thought there was an opportunity to really use him, especially against the Riders, and yeah. let him do his thing. I mean, isn't that why he's there? Isn't Mark Trestman supposed to be a genius? Well, maybe he... Maybe How do you not play that card? I know. Did he want him, Rob? Uh, pretty, you know, pretty clearly, that was a Jim Pop move. Jim Pop brought Trestman. him into Montreal four or five years ago. So, you know, that's where... Yeah, I, it's I don't know. But here's how you here's how not to sell football in Toronto. You got fourteen thousand people only there. You don't hype the game at all. Deron Carter isn't going to say anything controversial. I'm sure Mark Tressman put the lid on that. And then you don't play him and create any excitement yeah. Yeah. when your marquee quarterback is probably gone for the rest of his career. In the meantime, John Tavares is playing for the Leafs. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is just uh, <laughs> just being introduced with the Raptors, and the Argos are now three and nine, and they're not using ar- arguably the you know one of the top somebody who wants to be there. there. Kawhi Leonard, you know? I don't know if he wanted to be there, <laughs> yeah. but Tavares wants to be there. But I, I how, think how not Carter. to sell football in Toronto? Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. tone deaf. Yeah. I remember back when this season started, we thought we might see once in a generational type player in Duran Carter. The fact he could play both ways and contribute. Yeah. It was so exciting to see this opportunity. And who would have believed he'd have – does he have – I think he has a little over 100 yards catching. I can't mm-hmm. remember if it's even that. Yeah. And he's been absolutely – other than my devotion to writing many, many stories about him, yeah. uh, he hasn't done anything. That, so. well, and it was disappointing yeah. then as, as a fan. I was wondering, you know, here's a guy – and Calero Scott gets hurt. And what do you do? You take your best receiver, put him on defense for a young quarterback coming in who needs that help. And then he plays defense for, I think, four games. Then Caleros comes back, and and he didn't even play. Then that's when they basically got rid of him then. You know, it was like something. That was just, that, yeah. that was a bad vibe right from the start of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't get it because I thought, from all reports, Chris Jones and him, they were having their meetings and everything was cool. And, and yeah, I, I didn't hear any issues in the locker room. And, you know, not that I hang around the team like I used to, but it was everybody from who I talked to didn't have a problem well, with Well, the thing is, they're 5-1 and one without him. So those numbers obviously yeah. Endo- yeah. Uh, validate the move. Yeah. But they have yet to get a, get a touchdown. It's been 13 games now. Yeah. They have yet to get a touchdown from anybody playing wide receiver this season. They're, the wide receivers... Uh, on Saturday for the Rough Riders combined for three catches. Shaq Evans had two, and Devon Bailey had one, which was a pretty massive play. They're not getting anything 
from their wide receivers, like mm-hmm. zero. But they're blocking so, well. They're blocking well. Well, then Rob, then leave Rob Bag in there, and that <laughs> opens up an American somewhere else. Because yeah. I think Rob was on the. He started for two games that nobody even knew. I when think he started, he was dressed. Oh, did he play much? No, he, just, and that Winnipeg, he was on the field from Gator. returned the pick, and then he played a little bit after that. Yeah, so he's okay. blocking a lot. Okay, well, which is, yeah, it doesn't doesn't make no. sense, but. Who's to argue? I mean, they 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 have that formula. They have that brew going right now. Yeah. It's getting Halloween time. That's really a, you know, the masters um, at Mosaic right now are yeah. potting it out. Interesting. They have a bye week during Halloween week. <laughs> uh, Mark is... Mark Melnichuk, our fine. What's your title, Mark? Producer? What do we call you? Just call you Mark. Producer. Marky Mark. Um, he's giving me the the two finger sign, which is one more finger than people usually give me. <laughs> yes. I think that means two minutes. So uh, let's uh, get into the final thoughts. Uh, Carm, any general thoughts you'd like to to share about life, about football, about love, about <laughs> politics? Anything in two minutes? I want to congratulate Marty Klein, your yes. former boss here at the Leader Post, for the uh, great new job in Ottawa. Hopefully, I get a chance to go visit him. But no, all in all, I've uh, enjoyed just kind of. Um, having a, a pretty mellow summer, not having to work with Murray for you know had to <laughs> that do is, that for twenty eight years, uh, doing <laughs> that shift. So no, just uh, being a fan, having fun, and, and enjoying whatever summer we have left. Uh, that's it. Looking for a good rider run here at the end to keep all of Saskatchewan warm. Murr, keep us warm. What have you got? What have you got for uh, final thoughts? I'm loving the triple header Saturdays. I know I don't have it, yeah. but what a great what a great way to yes, just sit and I watch agree. football. I know I some agree. people it clears the path to watch the NFL, but yeah. ding, what? <laughs> yes, he liked it. He liked that. <laughs> oh, sorry, but I, I just and they were have to watch like, the NFL on yeah. Sunday. That good game, that, the BC Lions game, it was over. It was yeah. lights oh, out. That is, just, oh, we never talked about that brutal non call. Oh. Kick the field goal. Exactly. Well, punched out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. Like, he took the worst of three options. Yes, and just and you're sitting there going, "This is my wife." Three hours of watching, nine hours of more than that of watching great football. What a great advertisement! I know what happens on a Saturday, and unfortunately, Saturdays are busy days for people with lives. I hear, I've heard, but. What a, what a great idea, and uh, I, agree. I don't know if there's more ahead. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I really like the triple header Saturdays. And and uh, the Steelers won last night, so we're almost as good as the Browns. No, we're better than the Browns, aren't we? Mm, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, Broncos bit. are 2-1 and one and, yeah. and disillusion. We have 1-1-1. One, one, and one. That never looks right on the standings. Anyway, now anyway. I have to adhere to protocol. Again, established by our producer, whatever his title is, Mark Melnichuk. Uh, this is a, a message to all viewers, if I can indeed refer to them in the plural. Please rate us on iTunes and leave a review. It helps us grow the podcast. So please rate us on iTunes. What and does leave that a mean, Rob? Can you explain that to me? I have no idea. Mark, <laughs> how do you rate us on iTunes? I rate us number one. He doesn't want, he's a reluctant participant in this. I think we're number one on iTunes. When, they, when people look up the podcast on there, they'll see it. Okay, yeah. so you look it up there and the, the, look up the podcast on iTunes and I'll have a little rate the thing. Rate the podcast. Please don't rate Marie and I. Rate mm. Carm. Buy a paper. Buy a paper. Buy a um, paper. <laughs> I will now signal us out for somewhat relievably after I've uh, wrecked the last minute. Uh, for Carmelo Cartieri, thanks so much, Carm, for being <laughs> with us. It's an My honor. My pleasure, to have you guys. Lots us. of fun. Thank you. And Murr, thanks for being here with Carm. Uh, it was an honor. <laughs> Carm and I have spent many a time together. You see me some nights coming home late yeah. on the road. And I, I forget my name at the moment, but uh, thanks for being with us, and we'll uh, do number 21 next week. Take care.